0: My name is Deborah.
1: My name is Monica Grace.
0: This is Whose Whose We We Are. Are. Let's pray in. Father God, we just thank you for today. We just thank you for this opportunity to gather. We thank you for all our listeners out there. Lord God, we pray that you speak through us and give us something that someone is able to take away from and apply to their lives or just inspire. We thank you. We give you glory. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen amen
1: so today our topic is about all the little mini miracles or different testimonies that we have that has helped encourage our faith so it's affectionately titled god you're really looking out so do you want to start
0: i guess i'm starting I mean, I think it's important to kind of like look back over your life and Mm -hmm. see where God has like left his imprint on you. And just even looking back and thinking back like, wow, God, you've done a lot for me. And that helps with the spirit of gratitude and helps when you're worshiping and you're not just worshiping like in a generic function but you're worshiping just looking back and saying wow god you've done a lot like i'm grateful i'm thankful i could have been in a different position i could have not even been here but yet you are so merciful you are so kind and i think it even goes into the the point of god choosing us you Mm. know because um I think, like, when I look over certain aspects of my life or certain things, I'm like, okay, God had to shield me from things um, in a way because he has a purpose for me. He has a plan for me. And when he has a purpose and a plan for you, you know, there's certain things that he's going to just make sure that you come out of. So,
1: Yeah. Yeah, I definitely see that. And even when I was thinking like, oh, what are the examples I can use? I found so many times where either during a fast, actually, no. Yeah, during a fast. I experienced a financial breakthrough and I didn't even realize how often that happened until just now thinking about like, oh, you know, I was like, oh, wait, I don't want to have two um, examples of like the same type of testimony but then I was like no that's a testimony within itself you know that there are so many times where God has provided for me in that way so, in so a way that's so supernatural that allows me to really look back and say wow God you're so good and just thank you for meeting my need even at times where I don't even realize that I need something but, God just really knows his children, and that's such a reason to be grateful. Mm. Amen, amen. Okay, I'll go first.
0: <laughs> if you want
1: to. Um, okay, so the first one, the first one was actually last year around this time. Mm-hmm. Um, you were going on a three-day fast where you were praying three hours a day, and you asked me to do it with you. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. And the first day I remember I did it. And it's like that point in time when you fast, where it's like, okay, this is not hard, hard, but this is not easy at the same time. Mm. And then day two, I was like, okay, I, I got the hang of it. And the way I would do it is try to pray like an hour and a half in the morning, an hour and a half in the evening. But then that specific day when I woke up, I was like, okay, I'm only gonna pray for an hour. And I started cleaning while I was praying. And for some reason I was just like, I can't pray out loud. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna pray in my head. And I had this lie from the enemy that was kind of like, oh, you know, you praying in your head, you're not really praying. So then I started overthinking that like, oh my God, like God, are you not really listening to me because I'm praying in my head? But I just kept praying in my head. So I'm cleaning and then I get to the bathroom. I didn't even realize it was past an hour at that point. So I'm in the bathroom and I'm really like cleaning, and then I was listening to worship music and I just felt the Holy Spirit. I was closing my eyes and really deep in prayer. I really felt the Spirit of God in that moment, reassuring me that it's not about the method, how I think I'm doing it, and just overthinking all these things. It's about the intentionality of my heart, wanting to be close to God, wanting to talk to Him, but also to hear the things that He has to say to me and even during that um, prayer, he revealed something to me that I even remembered recently. And I was like, wow, um, that's a word that I even forgot about that I needed to remember. So I was really in the spirit and felt that thing of when people say intentional prayer, you get like a download from God. So I felt that kind of download. And then I went about my day, like took a shower, went to work. Wow, it just feel so good. Like I really... Me and God, we were here today, you know? And then I'm at work and I love that God did this to me in front of my coworkers because they're non-believers. So they saw my reaction in real time. So I'm like on my phone and then I just see like $2,000 coming to my account. Huh? A refund check from a university. I no longer attend. I'm not a student. What? I'm genuinely in shock. And they're like, oh, what happened? So I'm explaining to them and they're like trying to reason it. And then God just reminds me like, no, it was that prayer this morning. And I was like, God is so good to me. I was like, God, I was like, no, I really started laughing. And a lot of times where I realize things from God, I just started laughing. I'm like, yo, God, this is just, it's truly beyond me. So then obviously just because, which is not a good thing, but I still wanted to like double check because everybody was kind of making me feel doubtful. Like, that's crazy. Like, I don't know, like double check, like this and this and that. So I'm like, okay, fine. Like nobody wants to, you know, believe in the supernatural with me. Like, let me still do the double checking. And they couldn't find nothing. Like, you know those people that say a miracle is like, oh, you know, I had this and that wrong with me. Then I go back to the doctor and he can't find nothing. Mm-hmm. They couldn't find anything. They're like, I don't know how that was sent to you. There's nothing on our end. There's, I was like, listen... I was a miracle. The school said that? Yeah. Oh yeah they, they, the they school said they don't know. They didn't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't understand it. I'm like, That's listen. amazing. Yeah. It was truly a miracle, actually. And I needed that in that moment of just, yeah. like, you know, just overthinking even the way that I'm praying. Mm-hmm. But God is still listening to me regardless, you know. And I don't even think specifically I mentioned that I needed a financial breakthrough. I was really just, like, it was very conversational because I was talking in my head. So it was very much like, you know, this is what I'm going to do today. Like, God, like, what should I be better in? This and that. These are the things I'm worried about. Just like they say, laying your burdens down. Mm-hmm. That's what, That's just what I was doing. So to really feel that, in that, to feel the Holy Spirit, first of all, which was already a, the confirmation for me that was like, this is already going to be a great morning. I felt the Spirit of God. I feel good. But to have that miracle happened and then in front of everyone else too so that they could also believe and i actually found a screenshot recently when i was deleting pictures that um during that time one of them was going through a hard time and i was like oh you know do you want me to pray for you and they were like from mist i got two thousand dollars yeah i could use all those <laughs> yeah yes so
0: that's so cute. I love that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like those are one of the best testimonies. Is like when you just get money. Like mm-hmm. everyone loves the money testimony. Yo, that's true. Like it's just like yes, give me the money. <laughs> Send me the money. I need the money. Yes. You know. That's yes. So that makes me want to say a financial testimony too. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. Like it's it's like similar but not really. Like um, it was last year. That was the year from, oh, Jesus. (laughs) That year was really, just really, really tough for me, Um, especially financially. Even now, like, doing my taxes Mm -hmm. from last year and this year. And I'm like, yo, I was living below, below the poverty line. The poverty line is here. I'm like, I was way below Yo, like how did I survive? Like how did I do this thing? Because I even look at my rent, right? Like if I even calculate like my rent that I had from January to like May, that was most of the money I made for the year. Wow. Like if you really think about it. Mm-hmm. But yet and still like I was able to, you know, pay my rent and all that. And I remember during that time, um, just really feeling like, wow, like I really am broke. Mm -hmm. I never felt this level of brokenness. And I remember there just being like, I don't know what I did. Like, I think I even like, I was praying too. And then I even like, I would do this thing where I would like screenshot my bank account. Mm -hmm. Just because I know like God was going to do something. So like, I literally screenshot it. And I was like, hey, I'm going to screenshot this because I have to tell my testimony when the day comes where it's like, You know, I finances is not a problem for me, and all Mm -hmm. this stuff. I can look back and see, you know, where I was coming from, you Mm -hmm. know, and I remember like that weekend, a weekend um, that especially I was especially like down and out. Like I really needed money. Yeah, it was like the same thing. Like I just woke up and I had like thousands of dollars in my account, and then like I even had my. Someone in my family like offering me money too. Wow. And it was like, first of all, this person would, would
1: not give me money.
0: <laughs> like, it's not someone that's like, yeah, they're gonna give me money. But it was just like, they were just like, you know, I thought about it and I wanna give you this money. And I was just looking like, that wasn't you, that's God. <laughs> not you like this is not of that person like this mm-hmm. is god like for them to and it's like at a point where i really did need it mm-hmm. and i needed it to the point where i couldn't even actually show how excited i was like wow like <laughs> you know and it's so funny like it was just Uh, it was wow it was really like a blessing actually Mm -hmm. and god really showed me like he was looking out he was looking out even in the midst of my craziness of just feeling like oh my gosh and i think the thing about me is even when i'm really like down and out in those situations and I want to be one of those people that just, I'm so in despair. But it's like, uh, part of me is just like, it is what it is. Like, <laughs> this is my life. That's this is my reality. Mm-hmm. It is like, I, I feel like I don't even be like trying to show like the level of like, mm-hmm. no, I'm really down <laughs> now. Mm-hmm. And I remember even talking to one of my friends. She's like, you're not even acting like you're really. I'm like, no. <laughs> like, I know. Not. I remember at one point I was like, I don't even deserve to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh I was my like how broke I am. <laughs> oh my god, but God is so good. Like I think like he's brought so many like good things into my life. Even though like I'm still trying to like, you know, build myself up and still trying to like be like God, you know, what do you want me to learn from this and all this stuff? But even in the midst of that, like, you know, he still brought me to a position to like live rent free right now and all this mm. stuff and It's like God gave me things when I really did need it. Mm -hmm. And I think I have to like hold on to that even while I'm still like, you know, like, okay, I'm not really where I want to be. Like, it's good to remember
1: these things. Yeah. Yeah. That is so true i feel like i'm definitely like that too i just be like well like i'm the definition of that (laughs) that picture that's like there's fire all around and the person's like this is fine (laughs) yeah this
0: is not like it's a little warm but it's okay Mm. like it's fine Mm -hmm. yeah like i definitely am not like super super reactive Mm. and i think like I don't know what it is. I feel like that's why, like, the devil just be trying me. It's like, okay, what are we going to do to really get this girl to be really shaken up, mm-hmm. you know? Um, But I'm just, like, it's, I think that's also because my way of dealing with stuff is to just be really avoidant. Yeah. So I'm, like, avoiding the fact that I'm broke. I'm avoiding the fact that, like, I'm in despair. Mm-hmm. I'm avoiding all those things by just being, like, <sighs> This is what it is mm-hmm. kind of thing so which it helps but you know I just I do want it to be like stirred in the way of like no I have faith mm-hmm. and I have faith and it's not just me like avoiding my circumstances or avoiding things but it's actually me believing that like God's going to turn the situation around and having that hope and it's it's hard because I think to have hope I kind of like see myself in the future of being like no by this time I'm gonna be this place in this place but then when that time happens it's kind of like oh I'm not in that place you know and it's kind of sad but when you really have faith it's not contingent of it doesn't have a time you know you're on God's time and God isn't Late, you know, God has his supernatural timing and just believing in that. But when you're not there, it is hard. But those little miracles that you get from God in the midst, it helps that when you do get to that place, like you can remember, like, you know, like the Israelites remembering that manna that God fell down from them and at a certain point the manna was insignificant to them it's like okay we need more like we need meat like okay you you brought the manna but like we actually want like we want we haven't had a taste for meat yet mm-hmm. so we want that and but it's like makes it insignificant the miracle that god did for them or he's mm-hmm. doing for them you know because you have a you your appetite grows mm-hmm. but it's just like remembering that you know god brought this thing and these all these things that we experience are still miracles even in the midst of like feeling like you're in the wilderness season
1: that's a word
0: Mm -hmm. so what's your you know your testimony another testimony
1: and i actually just remembered just now with you saying that um my apartment Mm. the way i got my apartment and i remembered because you're like oh you know even in the midst of the wilderness and that was just such a crazy time for me um of Even the other testimony, I was going to say the testimony about my job, but after I got the job, I started looking for apartments and it was just not going good. It was just like, I had an idea of what I wanted it to look like, the price range, everything. And it was just slipping through the cracks and I was looking for months and months and months and it was just not working. And I started to be very discouraged, but... Like you said, it's like, I didn't really know how to... Like, even when when you're talking, I realized the bad thing about not being reactive, other people also don't know that you need help with something when you're just like, oh, you know, this is fine. So it was hard to get help in that process because like nobody knew that like no this thing is really stressing me out like i'm actually really stressed about this and really struggling and then i had my family calling me like you know what are you gonna do where are you gonna live and then having their opinions and trying to filter that out and so i just became very overwhelmed over the situation and then when i started narrowing it down i'm like okay i'm feeling a little bit more good and i had three options and i wanted to go see those three options and i went to see one of them and it was just not giving for me something in my spirit was just like mm. even though it's like it looked decent enough i was just like mm, no mm-hmm. and then i went back so i was on my way so i also had to move all my stuff from like where i was living to my house in connecticut to then drive to visit the places wherever they were so I start packing my stuff and I'm in the car driving on my way to Connecticut, which was four and a half hours from where I was. An hour into my drive, I, it was like a situation with me in a truck and my rear view mirror. Yeah, my rear view mirror just comes off and the first hour into the drive. So I'm just there like, God. <laughs> and it's like, I can't turn back because... Um, My family, we were going to Seattle, so it's like, I have to make this flight, so I have to drive right now, like, there's no other way around it, it's not like, okay, I'm gonna go back, take the bus, I have to drive right now, so I'm just like, okay, I'm just gonna drive on faith. so I'm driving three and a half hours now with no rearview mirror, and I had to drive extra slow, and everything... I don't even remember if that was that drive or the drive after. Because both of the drives going to Connecticut were terrible. There was one where, like, my car started sliding. It was raining. I literally called off the rain. I'm like, God, please take away this rain right now. Like, I cannot. And then, like, 10 minutes later, it really actually stopped raining. And I was like, oh, thank you. Because my car was hydroplaning. It was just a mess. But I can't remember which time it was. So, regardless, my car situation was just not going well. And I finally got home and i'm like okay i have to see these apartments and i asked my mom to go with me which is even god because like we said i wouldn't have asked her to go i would have just like drove my car to go and come back but i just didn't feel confident driving that car with the rear view mirror like that by myself in the city so i was like no i need someone to come with me and i realized god does that to me a lot too where i'm just in a position where it's like you need to ask for help like you cannot be in this situation and just be like oh this is fine it's like yeah this is the point where you have to like say this is bigger than you so i asked her to come with me so we go to um visit the an apartment that i really i really really wanted that one and the building hadn't been finished like being constructed yet and we talked to a person and they were like oh make uh, an appointment And I was like, oh, I can't make that appointment that day because we were traveling. But I was like, oh, they said that I can come in person. They were not letting me see it, but they were like, you know what? Just do the application online. Everything's going to be fine. I was like, okay. And then while we were on our way back, um, I just see an apartment. And I'm like, oh, let's just go since it's like 10 minutes away. So I end up going to visit it. And I feel like my mom prophesied me being in the building because when she saw the lobby... She was like, you're going to live here. This is your apartment. I'm like, we haven't even seen the apartment yet. She's like, no, this is so nice. She's recording the lobby and everything. I'm like, please. And then we go upstairs. We're looking at the apartments, And I was just not impressed. And that's the thing of just like not being grateful even in the midst Mm. of, you know. I'm just like, eh. It's all right. It's okay. And then they told me the price. I didn't even record the price. I was like, I'm done. Like, this is outside of the scope of what I want. I'm just not even going to entertain this at all. So, but the guy was really, really nice. The leasing guy was so nice to me. So I took his contact and he was like, oh, I'll show you other apartments because it was on a block of a string of luxury apartments. So I was like, okay, you know, I'm like, mm, I could tell this is the first one. like, I'm just like hypercritical, trying to nitpick at everything. And then um, we go to Seattle two days after that. And the day before we go to Seattle, I'm thinking about the apartments. And the one that I really wanted, they haven't got. well, no, they emailed me and said that they didn't have any more one bedrooms. So i'm like okay it was between the apartments that we saw where my mom was like this is your apartment but it was two of them so i picked the cheaper one so in my head i'm like okay i'm i'm just gonna do that even though i didn't 100 want to i was like this is i feel is the best oh so before this the first apartment that i saw that felt a bad feeling in my spirit because that was the cheapest one i was like okay i'm just gonna sign for that one and then some God just woke me up out of my sleep that day, early in the morning, and was like, check the reviews. No, not check the reviews. My aunt called me and she was like also saying like, oh, just pick it. Even before I was saying, she was like, oh, just pick that one, like you're being so picky. That one is nice. She's like, oh, it was like um, 800 square feet. And I'm like, no, it wasn't. She's like, yes, it was. Like, I know apartments. I'm like, I went to visit it in person. So, me wanting to be right, I'm like, I'm gonna look this thing up. So, then I didn't look it up when she said it, but the next day I woke up and I really had it in my heart to look it up. So, I, I didn't understand why it was so strong. So I look it up. I see reviews on top of reviews on top of reviews about how this thing is Mm -mm. trash. There's mice in the park. First of all, they lost me at mice. I'm done. I I don't care what price it is. I would not be dealing with mice. It's crazy. Not be dealing with mice. And then they say all these other things. And there's people writing paragraphs in the reviews. I'm like, no way. Always check the reviews. Always check the reviews. And I'm not a person that checks reviews. I just be oh, yeah. I'm a a, I'm a review guy. Yeah, like, you are I'ma sit there and look at the review. You are. You which is good. It's good. Cause it prevents these kind of things yeah. from happening. Yeah. You know? So I was like, oh God said no he woke me out of my sleep today to show me Mm -hmm. absolutely not yeah you know and even that is that thing of like okay i wanted to be frugal even though i already got this blessing of my job but i was still thinking like oh i don't know like i don't know but it's like god already provided Mm -hmm. so just trust Mm -hmm. so then i'm like okay i'm just gonna sign for that apartment um that my mom said the lobby was really nice we go to seattle And that was already like my family was all like, oh, you know, what are we gonna do? All this stuff. I'm the planner of the family and the everything is, everyone is just looking to me. And I was already, like I said, stressed, overwhelmed. So I was not trying to do all that. So beforehand, I kind of looked at some things that we could do in Seattle, but like that was not my main focus. Then as soon as we didn't even leave the airport yet, we're trying to pick up the car rental. And the car rental is having an issue. We're on the line. And they called me, and they're like, yeah, the apartment is taken. There's no more apartments within that price range, wow. and there's only two apartments left. And they're both of them were like $300 over my budget, not even more than that. And I was just like, so my mouth literally dropped. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so then I, I'm telling my mom, and she's just like, well, oh, it's going to be fine. I'm like, huh? <laughs> like, we're literally... However many miles away, it's not like you didn't
0: even say that the fact that you have to start the job like you oh yes you lived Mm -hmm. four hours currently Mm -hmm. living four hours away from the actual job Mm -hmm. and the job is literally starting like how many weeks before two weeks yeah two weeks two
1: weeks so your job starts Mm -hmm. and you don't have an apartment I don't have an apartment I don't have an apartment so I'm just like highest point of stress so we get to the hotel and because my mom was stressed about the um car situation and us being in Seattle all of those things so she's looking to me to be the calm and this is even unlike me to really just be like I don't care what we're doing I don't have a place to live like I don't know where I'm gonna live like I'm not jacking whatever is happening here I'm trying to figure out if I'm gonna be good and I just cannot be bothered to be you know, fix her upper in this situation. I just can't. And sh- I think she was so shocked at my reaction, to it. but she was just like, sh- at first she shifted gears, like, you know, this is your fault. You should have been signed when I told you that was your apartment. But then she really saw, like, girl, I'm not, like, I'm not there right now. And she was just like, you know what? Don't worry about it. Everything's gonna work out. Amen. It's gonna be fine. You're gonna be fine. And I was just like. So the rest of that <laughs> See, day... many you need
0: people to prophesy You do, life. you yes. do,
1: you do. And she prophesied from day one when she mm-hmm. said I was going to live in that um, building. So the rest of that day, I was just not here. But I knew that God wanted me to be present in my family and to enjoy this family time, especially because, like, I was gone for so long away, and there's just so much that you miss out on family time when you're not close to your family during college and all of that stuff that he did want me to prioritize that in that moment. So in my night time when I was just having my time with God, I was like, you know what, God, I know you want me to prioritize being here with my family. I know you want me to be present, but I genuinely can't with the stress of this thing so if and i actually have that prayer written down i was like if you want me to show up in the way that i'm supposed to show up then i would love if you take care of this thing for me and i'm gonna know that it was you because i'm here just saying this is this is what i can give in the moment but also because i know you want me to prioritize this i'm gonna be Mm -hmm. present no matter what happens just to also honor you yeah yeah And the next day, they called me, and they're like, okay, you know, there's one apartment that's available, but it's this price. And I was like, it was still above my price range. I was like, you know what, I already prayed about it. I've got to take care of it, and if I'm supposed to live there, I'm not going to stretch above above my means. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to, you know, allow the situation to work out. So I said no. And then the next day the guy the leasing manager he's texting me he's like oh why did you say no and i explained to him i sent this long paragraph about like oh it's outside of my budget all these things and you know i really appreciate him helping me out and he was just like okay so i'm like okay (laughs) you know so i just forgot about it and then he calls me the next day or in that afternoon and he's just like you know what i'm gonna show you the another apartment and I am on FaceTime with him and then my mom is there she's looking at it and it looked identical to the same one that we saw but um it just didn't have a balcony. So I was like, "Okay, that looks good." And he was like, "If you like it, I'll give it to you for $300 less than it was list- listed for, but it was $200 above what my budget was." Mm. You know? So it was it was really like, "Okay, am I going to step out on faith and trust God or am I going to still hold on to this idea that I had?" So I'm like, okay, thinking about it, thinking about it, and I prayed about it, and God reminded me, like, I'm the one that provided the job. You know, I'm the one that and provided the job even in such a supernatural way. So am I going to let, because it's not exactly to the dollar amount that I want, even though God is doing this miracle of, of giving me the apartment in the first place, am I just going to not step out on faith? So then... When I prayed about it, God was just like, this is what you're going to do. So without seeing the apartment, and again, we were going to be in Seattle for seven days. And this was like day two or three. So I I just signed the lease. While I was in Seattle, I signed the lease. And then the first time I saw the apartment was the day I moved in. We came back from Seattle, like July something. And then I had to go back upstate where I was living to finish moving my stuff. And the day that I saw the apartment was the day I moved in. Wow. Mhm. And what did you think? I was like, mm, this is not right. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, you But know it was what? within budget, right? Yeah, it was $200 above what I wanted, but it was still what I could do. Yeah, you know, okay. like that was like my ceiling and even that ceiling In December of that year, I got a raise from my job. Mm. You know, so it's like things like that. God knows that you're gonna get a raise. You don't know exactly. You have to step Mm. out of faith. So, um, yeah, that was definitely. I was like, wow. So in times where I'm like, "Mm, I don't like this, I don't like that, just remember, like that was a crazy. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> That
0: was a crazy time. And how do you feel about your apartment now?
1: Now I'm so grateful. I even look at um, the first time we did, not the first time, when we did the twenty 21-day day Daniel fast and I did my vision board based off of the vision that God showed me. Mm-hmm. The things that I put for my apartment are the things that my apartment has. Mm. So it's just like God was in that complete situation yeah, the whole time. Yeah, you just time. couldn't
0: recognize it. Exactly. Recognize that like this is actually what you asked for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even stuff doesn't that sometimes happen when you pray yeah. for something, you want something, and then God gives it to you, but you can't recognize mm-hmm. that like that is the thing, mm-hmm. you know. And I went to that apartment, that apartment, I was like, this is <laughs> I'm like, y'all have this, is ungrateful. <laughs> this <is laughs> the (laughs) "The lord is good i'm sorry for calling you a heifer but i was like this is nice (laughs) i'm like the views the windows i was like wow Mm -hmm. this is nice
1: yeah it was a beautiful apartment yes it is a beautiful Mm -hmm. apartment and it's important like you said to have people remind you of that Mm -hmm. in that moment but then you also have to do that for yourself like i have to wake up in my apartment and be like I love this view. I love that I can see the sunset. I love watching the sunset. And I can yeah. see the sunset all the time yeah, in my apartment. Yeah. You know? it's such a
0: nice view. Like, mm-hmm. people would kill for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But I think, like, you know, sometimes, I don't know. Like, I feel like maybe it was just, like, that era of,
1: like, luxury apartment on TikToks. That yeah. had you in the mindset of like, okay, yes. But I'm also way. already that type of person too, so it doesn't make it better, and that's why for me, I cannot be on. But social like, media.
0: this is this is like New York City, New Jersey area. Like, mm-hmm. it's like what people other people live in different areas where like they can get things for that price mm-hmm. and for it to look a certain way. Yeah, but it's like for New York City area, mm-hmm. you kind of have to like adjust the expectation. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. And if even other people like as you even as you see as you mm-hmm. were going along and you talk to other people in the in that at your job or mm-hmm. talk to people that you know and be like oh this is what I'm paying this is what I got mm-hmm. they can even tell you like this is amazing what no you got. for sure
1: for sure even like when people visit my apartment, like with my family who I was like, oh my God, they're gonna be so critical, whatever. All of them were like, this is so nice. And everyone was against me moving to New Jersey. Everyone was against me living by myself. And even that, God worked that out because I was able to help out my brother, Um, me living by myself really allowed for me to show up for him in a Mm. way that i wouldn't have been able to you know and it was supernatural every everything was supernatural but it makes sense you know yeah yeah so god knows what he's doing even when we don't know because even the location that wasn't the original location where i was looking Mm. you know it just happened to be 10 minutes so while we were on our way back i was like oh let's just stop and see it you know Mm -hmm. it's like you can't god just knows he really knows he really does that's so funny Mm because it's like when i hear
0: what you're saying it kind of reminds me of a moment that i had um last year too where Mm -hmm. it's like i was in the reverse like i was in a place where i'm like yeah i don't know why i'm here Mm -hmm. and it doesn't make sense and i don't like where i'm at Mm -hmm. really and then like also my family just being like Why are you out in the middle of nowhere? Like, Mm -hmm. you're literally, like, in the middle of nowhere. You're not really doing much. It's just, Mm -hmm. like, come home, Mm -hmm. you know? And then, like, it's having a situation where, like, my family had to come see me. Mm -hmm. And then my mom is just, like, you know, I think this is the reason why you were up here. Like, I Mm -hmm. always looked down at the fact that you were up here and just, like, what is the situation? But, like, now in a situation where, like, it was actually, like, really pivotal that you were up here and it helped some things come along Mm -hmm. better, That we were dealing with at the time. So, and she literally said that line, like, oh, maybe this is why. And I was just like, I was like, okay, (laughs) you know. But it's like, that could be true too. And it would involve like helping families. So Mm -hmm. you never know. Like, God knows the beginning before the end, you know. I mean, the end before the beginning. Yeah. So it's, like, you know, certain things, like, to us, are just, like, I don't know, I don't know. But then, like, as time, like, time reveals God's Mm -hmm. intentions, you know, and God's will Mm -hmm. for us. So For sure.
1: For sure. Because even at some point, I was, like, maybe I'm bugging with this wanting to live by myself thing. I'm, like, God. And then he just kept confirming it. It's, like, no, like, you're supposed to live by yourself. You're supposed to live in New Jersey. So I was just, like... (sighs) This is what I'm gonna do. This yeah, is what I'm yeah.
0: Gonna do. Sometimes when it doesn't, when it's not looking up, it's just like kind of just have to rest in the thing of like, okay, God, you said it, so mm-hmm. you have to provide. You know, mm-hmm. they say God provides for His vision. Mm-hmm. He provision for the vision. Yes, I
1: definitely so, see that.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So what's yours? I mean, this is more just like my. It's gonna be short, but it's just my thing that I always. Not always what've been thinking about since I did know the information of just like when I pray and I just really worship God and think about you know God has me here for a purpose and that God did like look at me even before like I was here, you know in the verse that's like I knew you before you were even in your mother's womb, and I think about that um just knowing that you know, I could have not been here. Mm -hmm. Like, that's something that, like, it hits me to a certain level Mm -hmm. um, because just having a situation where, like, the person that carried me was like, "Mm, I don't know about this pregnancy, (laughs) you know? And, like, not because, like, they didn't want to have it, just because of the circumstances or whatever it was and it was a thought for them, Mm -hmm. but God didn't make it a reality. Mm. And then even within that pregnancy, like, eventually having like certain complications and um i know like at one point they were like oh that the umbilical cord was wrapped around my neck and all this stuff and they had to do like i think they had to like open her up Mm -hmm. beforehand because of the situation Mm -hmm. you know but everything turned out fine and i'm here today and i always think about that when i'm praying and just like you know god the devil tried to take me out and i even think about last year (laughs) how <laughs> the devil tried to take me out so many times in my car, oh, and yes. like just like driving on the highway, and like imagine your engine just shuts off completely, and like cut, like I even remember like a certain like point of the highway where like you're coming off of a hill. And there's other exits so other people can come in. And then, like, my car just stopping and me just, like, like spinning my car around or just, like, doing all this stuff and being in back-to-back situations of nearly, like, near-death situations where, like, no, I actually mm-hmm. could have lost my life and just relaying it back to how, like you know, being in my mother's womb and, like, in the most vulnerable point of life. And, like, I really could have died there, too, mm. you know? So I just thank God for my life. And I think that's the biggest testimony, like, I could ever hold. Mm-hmm. And when I pray, I just thank God, like, thank you, God, that you didn't let the devil take me out. Like, I don't know why, what it is about me that mm-hmm. the devil just feels like wants to end my life.
1: Yo, because <laughs> that means whatever you to do in the I'm earth. like
0: I don't even I don't even think it's a thing of the earth. I think it's just a thing of like God loves me. You know, and God like is a thing of like God you know, before I thought about this like God puts together every single thing like everything about you like your Mm -hmm. eyes your nose Mm -hmm. your mouth your personality Mm -hmm. he puts all those things and he takes pride in what he created Mm -hmm. right And he loves that thing that he created and he wants to experience what he created Mm -hmm. and I think that's just like the testament of our existence it's Mm -hmm. like God wanted to experience me and I think about how great and how big God is and the fact that like little old me Mm -hmm. like you wanted to bring someone that was like Mm -hmm. me that thinks like me that looks like me and you Mm -hmm. care so much about me that you want this little girl to live it's like Uh, that's so beautiful you know and I I don't even think it's what like it's like the part where like TD and his Mm -hmm. daughter and he's like even if you were a janitor I would be proud of you I will be proud that you're my daughter like Mm -hmm. I see like God looking at me and like looking at his creation like that it's like you don't even have to do anything right you're already like who you are already is something I'm proud of and Mm. it's like something that he takes pride in like he looked at us when he made us and he said,
1: mm, this is good. Wow. This is good. So, no, honestly. <laughs> 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 I'm telling myself. I'm sad of myself. <laughs> I, yeah, but I'm like, no, like, the actual, like, reality of that. Really makes me emotional, you know, mm-hmm. because we really like. There's sometimes where we look at ourselves and think about, like, oh, why, you know, God, why us, you know? Mm-hmm. But like you said, we didn't, we don't have to do anything. There's nothing that we have to do. There's nothing that we have to say. It's just, He loves us. Like, yes. That's
0: just, wow. It's amazing, it though. Is. And it's it something is. that, like, you really have to, like, get it into your soul and mm-hmm. get it into your mindset because the devil's trying to convince us every day mm-hmm. that we're not loved, mm-hmm. that we're not enough, tries to mm-hmm. convince us that like, you know, there's things wrong with us mm-hmm. and the way we think or how we are. Mm-hmm. We have to do certain things or the world the or even world. people around us. Like mm-hmm. we have to be a certain way in order to have friends. Yeah. We have to be a certain way in order to get the job. Mm-hmm. In order to do all these things. There's so many things that are required of us. Mm-hmm. But God is not really requiring all those mm-hmm. things. Like he put everything in us and Mm -hmm. he is happy with what he made, Mm -hmm. you know, and the parts of us that is like God wants to, you know, come in and mold and create is something that the world put on us. It's actually not what he made in us, the light that he put in us, Mm -hmm. you know, and just conceptualizing how much God loves us. It really is like, I think that's how we even started the whole podcast, Mm -hmm. you know, of just, you know, realizing and actualizing God's love and knowing that. As Christians, we're on a journey of fully understanding what that even is Mm -hmm. and accepting it. It's hard for us to accept, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Which leads us to (laughs) (laughs) our book this week, Mm -hmm. which is Lost and Found Mm -hmm. by Sarah
1: Roberts. Jakes Roberts. Sarah Jakes Roberts. Oh, she
0: still has her dad's last name? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. That's why she goes by SJR.
0: Oh. Okay, okay, okay,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, so it's funny. I even mentioned her and yeah. her dad, um her dad saying how he's so proud of her and passing the baton to her from mm-hmm. women that are loosed to women evolve, mm-hmm. so yeah, like. That book relates a lot to what we're saying of just, like, you know, feeling, like, the mistakes that you made or all this stuff that you're not worthy, mm-hmm. and her going through this journey of, you know, also trying to fit in. Like, mm-hmm. that was an, a big part of how what took her through that journey of, mm-hmm. like, you know, wanting to fit in, wanting validation, feeling mm-hmm. like, okay, I have to act grown, and then mm-hmm. doing grown things, and then having grown consequences, mm-hmm. and all those things to finally coming into a light where it's, like... You know, you're 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 more than just trying to fill everybody's expectations. Mm -hmm. You're more than that. You are created, you were chosen Mm -hmm. and finally coming to that light and then Mm -hmm. using her story as something that can help to inspire others. Mm -hmm. Amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think in Sarah's story, even though I heard it in reading the book, I really resonated with how she explains her struggle with self worth. Mm -hmm. And that being based off of wanting to fulfill expectations from people wanting to prove people wrong but then also wanting to you know be a good daughter be a good mom be you know all of these things but again like you mentioned she was a child so you're doing things in an adult way even as a child but you're gonna get adult consequences you know and for me from When I was young, I essentially had to grow up very early, very fast because of my um, life circumstances. And it caused me to have this thing of wanting to fulfill all these very high expectations and find my self-worth in my ability to fulfill those expectations. And that definitely translated to my relationship with God and feeling like, There are things that I need to do. There are things that I need to be. There's a certain way that I need to present in this culture of just constantly wanting to perform, which is not really understanding, like we said, God's love for us, because it's not based off of anything we do. Mm -hmm. And I just really came to that realization that even because my mom, she was very intentional about wanting to give her children names either from the Bible or something that like God imprinted on her heart. And so when she was reading the Bible, she got this revelation of grace. And so now I really see that God wanted me to have that because he wanted to remind me constantly, you don't do anything to earn grace. Grace is unmerited. And that mm. unmerited is really showing how much God loves us. So there's yeah. nothing I can do to earn that love. And even though... In the world as people as you know friends relationships etc we kind of have this natural way of looking at relationships between people that does have to do with things that you have to do or be and merit that kind of relationship you know like everyone has expectations of people which is different from how our relationship with god is but because our relationships with people on earth affect how we see our heavenly father it does have an effect so it really takes that unlearning of okay just because in these relationships i have to do x y and z doesn't mean i have to do that in my relationship with god Mm. and even if i don't do that i can still be used i can still god still has a purpose for me and even for her to write her story and dispel this thing of shame which is also something I really struggle with of like I have so many things in my story. I'm like who wants to hear that I'm not trying to talk about that who wants to hear that like that's embarrassing that's a time where I wasn't you know I wasn't fully committed but like you said it inspires other people and it humanizes us because at the end yeah. of the day nobody's perfect but if we're all showing up in the church or showing up around each other trying to pretend like we're perfect nobody's being real and authentic you know and that's not inspiring people to say I can go to God just how I am and he's going to love me into who I'm really called to be it does the opposite so yeah I feel like I just went on a long tangent
0: No, but yeah, it makes so much sense. Like, people need to be able to reclaim their stories Mm -hmm. and be able to express it, especially in a church. Like, a church Mm -hmm. is supposed to be a safe place Mm -hmm. where you can reclaim it, and people are like, Yes, amazing. God has done amazing work. Mm-hmm. Not we're trying to only hear the types of testimonies that are mm-hmm. only with no shame, with no nothing, mm-hmm. all these perfect packages, you mm-hmm. know. And we have to dispel that shame thing and like she has to go through that thing as well of like having to go through everything she goes through in the light of the a huge yes. congregation, mm-hmm. you know her father being claimed as america's favorite preacher at one point Mm -hmm. you know and then having a daughter that's you know dealing with teen pregnancy Mm -hmm. dealing with a failed marriage at Mm -hmm. such a young age Mm -hmm. and having two kids now and being a single mother Mm -hmm. it's like having that story and being able to still be like no in the midst of this i still have a story that's meaningful and i'm gonna be in the woman's ministry Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna do all these things Mm -hmm. you know so yeah And that there is power in our testimonies, you know? If Paul never talked about where he was coming from, how would we even see the significance of Paul being Paul? Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I resonate with my son. I do.
0: Or more so Saul turning into Paul. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, how would would we see the significance of that if we didn't know the story behind it? Like, we have to know... The story you mm-hmm. know and there is no shame there is no condemnation for those that are in jesus christ right. you know so everything else everything that you could have done everything that you went through is for our purposes for a reason and there should be no shame in them it's like and i love that concept of like you know lost and found like she was talking about like oh you when you have a lost and found like there's so many different things Mm. in there but those things have meaning to someone and once the person Mm. that finds it finds it they are treasured that thing that they lost but to someone else it's like this is a bunch of garbage
1: and you know what that's how god feels about us like exactly when he when we re-find ourselves in Mm. him it's because we're so precious to him yes exactly so he feels
0: that joy you know and you won't find the meaning because you're outside of that purpose outside of that calling Mm -hmm. outside of that light of god mm-hmm. so you look at yourself as worthless because mm-hmm. you haven't the person that really owns it to tell you yes. how valuable it is isn't in your life the creator. Uh, yes he knows
1: he knows what it was designed to do he exactly knows. exactly yeah <sighs> god thank you jesus thank you jesus right Well, thank you guys for listening and coming back once again. And please feel free to share with us any of your testimonies, any of your just anything you want to say you know we do want to have a culture on this podcast you talked about like you know the church is supposed to be a safe place and i remembered my whole thing at work with psychological safety but we really do want mm-hmm. this environment to be somewhere where people feel safe to say whatever it is you know because there is no condemnation for those who are in christ and we're all on a journey together of Refiguring out what our purpose is in God and trying to understand the vastness of His love for us, because that's how we're truly transformed.
0: Amen. Okay, Sister Monica, you better preach, yeah, girl. You, you, was talking,
1: preach. you talking, I was like, Holy Spirit, don't make me cry Sh- right, Jesus.
0: right now. I'm You know, I'm thinking. Was- I'm thinking about her. <laughs> in the Maverick City like no condemnation, no condemnation. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to get to that part of the song and be like, girl, you're annoying me. But then at a <laughs> point, I'm like, no, actually.
1: Yeah. You better, you better. Yeah. We have yeah. to speak that over our lives until we believe it, you know? Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Mm.
0: Mm. Because mm. he said it, I believe it. Yes. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Hope this was good and inspiring for all of you guys and please send them into the email wwapodcasttv at gmail.com
1: yeah in the meantime stay blessed
0: stay blessed
1: welcome to our new listeners and thank you for returning listeners please follow our instagram page whose we are And be sure to reach out to us via email at wwa.podcast.tv at gmail.com for any questions, testimonies, prayers, anything you want us to respond to, either in the email or in our episode. We love to hear from you and look out for our upcoming newsletter and my book coming this summer.